Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way in the heart of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Greenwood. Hey, and uh, we have a great show for you today. Jitney is in the house, you know, at the Performing Arts Center, and uh, we're going to be talking to the director of Theater North, uh, Miss Maybelle Wallace, and the director of the play, uh, Mr. Willie Miner, so we want you guys to stick around, and uh, we're gonna, you know, I gotta pay some bills. They always talking about, hey man, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. So, and that's what I'm getting ready to do. So we want you to stick around, call a family member, tell a friend to tune into the Bobby Eaton Show on KBOB 89.9 FM, and also for those listeners who are out there on the globe, you can tune in to our Facebook Live page, KBOB 89. Uh, 0.9 FM, or you can go to our website, kbob8899.com. Look at me, I'm getting a little boo, 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 tight twisted, but it's okay. It's all they say good in the hood, but we want you to do that. Hey, we're on the air. Tell everybody um, what's going on, and uh, we're going to be right back. Got to pay some bills, y'all, okay? Tulsa Transit is excited to introduce the Route 969 Workforce Express Network. The new Highway 169 Corridor Job Shuttle, WEN, is a fixed route service offering access from North Tulsa and Turley. Stops include Macy's, Amazon, Whirlpool, and Port of Catoosa. Save time and money when you ride the WEN Route 969. And for your protection, buses are clean daily. Visit tulsatransit.org for more details. Sunday Dinner by Janet, the place you can get all of your Sunday dinner favorites, such as chicken and dressing, country-style meatloaf, southern fried catfish, so much more. No need for you to wait until Sunday anymore. You can visit us every Thursday through Sunday from 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. Dine in or carry out. That's Sunday Dinner by Janet, located at 531 East Apache in the historic Apache Circle Center. Have a question? Call me, 918-951-5143. Thank you for calling Sunday Dinner. This is Janet. How can I help you? What's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson, and you listen to 89.9 FM. Hey, it's Alfred Woodard. When I'm in Tulsa, I keep it on K-Bob. That's how I find out what's really happening. KBOB 89.9 FM. 
Peace and black power. This is the Prince of Pan-Africanism, Dr. Umar Johnson. Whenever I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I'm listening to The Bobby Eaton Show, 89.9 FM KBOB, for news, information, and critical analysis. The Bobby Eaton Show, that's where Dr. Umar hangs out. All right. Hey, we're back on the show, on Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Black Tulsa. So that's where we're at. Over here, I have what I call the lady of, of plays, <laughs> the lady herself, Maybelle Wallace. How are we doing, Maybelle? Pull that doing microphone up close to you. Doing just fine. So is everything okay with you? Everything is fine. Hey, tell our audience all over the world about Theater North and where it started, the beginning, and where you're at today. Well, uh, in 1977... Theater North, well, possibly before 1977, in the early 70s, a group of young ladies decided to uh, form a theater group because they were unhappy with auditioning for nothing but subservient roles like maids and uh, housekeepers, I guess, about the same. Uh, And they wanted to have other parts. You know, because black people do everything. We have doctors and lawyers and teachers and nurses and people that have their own businesses. And so the young people wanted to uh, have better parts in the theater. So they had to form their own group. And they did. And I started working with them in 1977. 77, what was it like back then when you were actually working and you guys trying to put everything, was it a struggle or did it come easy or what? Well, it's always been a struggle because mm-hmm. it costs money. And um, way, well, it's it's always been a struggle, Bobby, mm-hmm. because we don't have enough money to really uh, do what we'd like to do. We We need our own theater in our community. But yeah, I bet we do. Uh, it would cost millions of dollars to have one. Well, there's millions out there. Yes, it is, mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll get some of it one day. Mm-hmm. I hope it happens before uh, I make my transition. But if it doesn't, I mean, you know, we can still try. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that because uh, every year I'm getting older. I'm 92 years old. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know me and you kin folks, so you know how that go. I've been knowing you ever since I've been born, so you know how that goes. Yeah, 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 like that. So, uh, Theater North, you guys have, do you know approximately about how many plays you've actually done? We've done over hundreds of plays, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll say over uh thousands of performances your performances but uh the plays themselves i think possibly maybe 200 that's a lot of plays right but i'd like to tell you something that we did do that a lot of people don't realize because greenwood right now the focus was on greenwood last year uh the centennial uh for the 100 year commemoration of centennial and in 1982, uh, after the urban re- uh, renewal, urban removal, right, 
Greenwood <laughs> was bare. Yeah. It was bare in 1982. Mm-hmm. And right where the, uh, I guess it's called uh, Greenwood Rising, the building where exactly. Greenwood Rising is, it was a sidewalk there to separate uh, North Greenwood from South Greenwood, okay? And you couldn't go any farther on Greenwood than... Uh, that sidewalk, huh? Right. That was Archer, okay? Mm-hmm. So anyway, to make a long story short, Theater North had a, a festival there. We called it the Greenwood Arts Jubilee to uh, commemorate uh, the Emancipation Proclamation, and we we call it Juneteenth, but we call it the Greenwood Arts Jubilee. And after we had our festival, now the only building that had anything in it was the Oklahoma Eagle. All the other buildings on Greenwood, they were mostly gutted out and boarded up, mm-hmm. okay? And we had a festival there in 1982. And after the festival, now, I don't know how or why, I'm glad it happened, the people that had planned to demolish those buildings saved them. And I always feel, now this is Mabel Wallace's thought, and I'm not saying anybody else, Mm -hmm. that we had a part to play in the uh, restoring of Greenwood Theater North. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Now, Deep Greenwood, that was considered Deep Greenwood down there, correct? Right. Uh, Greenwood and Art. A lot of things went on down there that today a lot of people never talk about what happened on Deep, Deep Greenwood. Well, a lot of people don't really know. They don't even know. They had the small hotel down mm-hmm. there. And, uh, and a lot of stuff went on in that hotel, right? <laughs> I imagine <laughs> so. You know. But Joe Lewis, I understand, uh, uh Stayed in the small hotel, and yeah, they had I heard about that a too. funeral home there, and then yeah, they right. had uh, restaurants. And uh, this is during my time, mm-hmm. not in twenty one. I don't really mm-hmm. know what happened in twenty one because I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. But during my time, when I was a girl, uh, I remember Ella Fitzgerald came to Tulsa, and she had a woman's band, mm-hmm. an orchestra, and she had her bus down on Archer and Greenwood. Mm-hmm. And Billy Eckstein came to Tulsa. Didn't Duke Ellington and all them Nat come King down? Cole yeah, came to yeah. Tulsa. Count Basie. Yeah. Okay. Now, they didn't perform. Count Basie performed uh, out on Apache at the Big Ten Ballroom. Oh, yeah, I know. They had but, a whole lot uh, there. King Cole and Billy Eckstein. Now, I know a whole lot of people don't know anything about Billy Eckstein. Mm-hmm. But I he do. was a... Uh, mm-hmm good musician mm-hmm. and they were all on Greenwood. Yeah. I've been, I've been informed that they uh, came to Tulsa and performed down on Greenwood and it was exciting and vibrant. And, you know, people from all over the country would come here to Tulsa to see some of those shows. And, you know, that um, speaking of uh, Greenwood, you know, during a time when a lot of the whites wouldn't sell brick and mortar and, and and building supplies and material to blacks. Blacks had to import some of that stuff, right? 
as far as I know, I don't know too much about well, the history about yeah. the, uh, the building. Uh, yeah, the buildings of uh, I I, I kind of dug into some of that oh, okay. and kind of uh, had to import a lot of that import export kind of a deal down there, you know. And um, as it stands right now, it's a little small. You guys, it's a little small section down there, so don't be thinking we got a big old long street of stuff. But it's a little small section of Greenwood. Black Wall Street, 1921, and uh, they ran a freeway right through it, you know, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Ran a freeway right through it, and uh, uh, OSU Tulsa bought up a whole lot of the property, and it's been gentrified in a lot of areas of Greenwood. I heard from a lawyer. Now, the Williams companies, they have a 52-story building right across the street from the Tulsa Performing Arts Center. And, uh, man, he's dead now. He told me that when the sheiks, the oil people, came to Tulsa and they would go up in the big uh, 52nd floor building and look down on the shacks on Greenwood was one of the reasons why they uh, rebuilt Greenwood as far as relocating people and getting them out of there and building newer homes. A lot of homes that were on Greenwood at that time, they're no longer there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they relocated a lot of people. Yeah, relocation and stuff like that. Well, you guys, 1977? Right. Theater North. Right. And how many people? Well, in, in about, a startup? In a startup. Oh, I guess it was about... Maybe ten people. Ten people working. Yeah, you know the young ladies uh, that were working at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know I've been to a few theater north plays that you've had throughout the years, and I've been back here in Tulsa about six years now, going on six years, and you've had some phenomenal plays, the ones that I've attended, and. We worked on some projects back in the day on the uh, Black Arts Festival, Juneteenth Festival, you know, back in the day. And that's when it was up near Carver. Is that what we what was going on? No, I had an office on Greenwood. Well, I know you had, I had an office at the library, but the festival itself. The festival itself that we did uh, was always on Greenwood. It was on Greenwood. No, no, I take that back. Mm-hmm. We started the festival for Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Out at Lacey Park, which was not Lacey Park at that time. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy. It was Lincoln Park. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thanks for helping me. <laughs> so long. Yeah, Lincoln Park. It was Park. Lincoln Park. It wasn't Lacey. Right. But then we moved in uh, 1982 to Greenwood. And the last festival that Theater and Arts had on Greenwood was at the um, park, what we used to call. The Bear, the King Street Park. Yeah, King Street Park. But it, I think it's B.S. Roberts Park now. Yes, it is. They now. changed the name. They just mm-hmm. keep changing the names, you know. And that was in 1987. See, I, re- I remember Barry's Park. I used to mm-hmm. go up in there and try to swim in the swimming right. pool, you know. But all of us would be up in there, right by, not too far from the brickyard and stuff. Yeah, that's good. And, uh, you know, I caught the very end of Greenwood. When Greenwood went from Archer Greenwood all the way to Pine Street where Latimer's Barbecue was right there. It ran right into Latimer's Barbecue. Uh, Big Ben McKinney had his 
his uh, uh, tailoring shop, and they had a club called the Duke of Earl, and, and all this kind of stuff was right there. And it had it still had black businesses down Greenwood, you know, uh, Spans Pool Hall, Rex Theater, and all that. And I was a little boy, and we used to go and kind of hang out down there on Greenwood at that particular time. And I guess that was basically the end of it, right? Right. Yeah. You used to go down there too, huh? Mm-hmm. Hanging out. Yeah, Rex. No, I didn't go to the pool hall. No, I don't, didn't go to the pool it hall. It was a theater. Theater. Rex theater. Rex theater. It's the Big Ten pool hall. Yeah, right, right, right. I don't right, play right. pool. Right back in them days. Right right back in them days. So, so that's what was going on back in those days. So, and, you know, that's just a little bit of history, you know, about Theater North and Black Wall Street as we talk about Black Wall Street because we always honor Black Wall Street. You know, and also uh, tell us uh, who's in the studio with us right now. Who we got right here? Who is this gentleman right here? Willie Miner Jr. William, welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Welcome, Willie. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Great. great. So you and Maybell have hooked up, and you. Uh, well, we're not like that, but yes. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> You know, not like that. Not, right, right. not like Let's that. Clear that o- only in business, right, you know, right. business venture. And uh, you are a director of plays. Where are you from originally? Originally, I'm from a little small town in East Texas called ARP. A R P. Oh, put an H in front of it. Now. You got a harp. <laughs> a harp, huh? Mm-hmm. Great, great, great. So, what brought you to Tulsa? Are you Theodore, still there? Theodore? Theodore. Yeah, I'm, I live in Dallas, Texas. I'm a freelance director. Okay. Uh, we all over America, we go and do do our thing. Uh, Jitney, one of the plays that uh, she's doing this year, she called and asked if I would, and I said yes, I sure would. Mm-hmm. Love Tulsa. Tulsa. You all have some good people in Tulsa. Yeah, we got some great people in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Also, we got some traumatized people here in Tulsa. Haven't met those yet. You know, so you know, <laughs> the, uh, we haven't recovered fully from that massacre. Oh yes. Know, so as, as you, a matter of fact, we came and did the Black Wall Street. Right. Hundred year anniversary. Hundred year anniversary. Man. Yeah, and uh, that was okay to me. If you're going to talk about that, uh, I just think it was basically a lot of gathering and just a celebration. Nothing really came out of it. Did you see the plays? Yeah, nothing. I'm saying nothing came out of it. There's always plays. There are always things. But after everybody left, we're still here. No economic development or right. anything like that took place here in Black Wall Street in Tulsa. You know, I'm thinking, you know, I was in there and talking to Jesse. I was talking to Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and met the president and, and all of that kind of stuff. And I was ex- some expectations of maybe some funding that could take place in our community to build and grow some things never took place. But it was a social gathering. That's what it was. It ended up being a social. Bobby Eaton said it. Yeah, I said it. Well, you know, it's it always basically, that way. It's a basically a social gathering amongst people. I'd like to add uh, something, Bobby. Uh, there are pe- people that are working on uh, developing things on Greenwood as we speak. So hopefully something will take place in the near future. Mm-hmm. It's only been a short time. So give well, us, I've asked. Give us, give I, us I, I've had some of the a little time. I've had Jesse Jackson in here on this radio broadcast and Al Sharpton and all of them sit just where you're sitting right now. And I'm at a point to where 
It's okay to socially gather and get together and, you know, talk about the history, talk about that. But we need some economic development in our communities. We need gentrification is moving into our communities. So we need some, we need some economic development. We need some help, H-E-L-P, financial help in our pay. This radio station needs some help, right. you know. So if these big boys don't contribute and help, we have to struggle on. You need some help, Maybell. You know what I mean? We need a big-time uh, 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 Theater North Center for plays and stuff, you know. So when I was talking to a lot of these people down at the Cultural Center, my main focus was to, what can we do? How can we help? What can you guys bring to us to help us? You know, you got the, all you got to do is speak on it. You know, we got a campaign, we raising money, blah, 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 such and such and such. We trying to help North Tulsa build a cleaners or build a so-and-so or blah, 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 such and such and such, purchase property, homes or whatever. That's all you got to do. It's, you ain't got to really spend no money, just your personality and your, you know, your all to get people together to do stuff, you know, and it just really didn't take place and happen, you know, and I'm saying to myself, just a social gathering, a social well, gathering. Well, you know, uh, Vanessa Hill Harper, our councilwoman, she's yeah. working on some projects. Well, Vanessa's always working. Right. On she's so. like one of the ones who's always working. She's got to struggle sometime to get those projects implemented, you right. know, and she needs help from the community right. and, and from people who can help. You know, we got a lot of history and a lot of people from Tulsa, Oklahoma, who've done some great things in careers and sports and entertainment and all kinds of stuff who don't come back to Tulsa to help the community. You know, they just don't show back up. So that's centennial to me. And I did a whole lot of uh, interviews with uh, CNN and MSNBC. And I interviewed with a whole bunch of people. And uh, it was like, and I've got a lot of phone calls from a whole lot of people from other places. But what do we do to help build up our community for our youth and our young and for tomorrow? See, I'm into young people. I'm really into the youth because they are our future and they are our tomorrows. As we get older and age and stuff like that, uh, we got to pass the torch, pass that torch to those young people and make sure they're able to, uh, to obtain some of the knowledge and information that we obtained in things right here. Well, let me get off my soapbox and get back to you guys. Mr. Minor, yes. you know what? You from you from Texas. How did you guys hook up, you and Maybell? Well, we came up once, what, about 20 years ago. Almost well, now. I met uh, Willie during the meeting. I, I, he came to a play. Well, we, we bought a, a play, play here to, the Tul- to Tulsa. And what was the name of the play? The meeting. The meeting. The meeting. Okay. And the meeting was about, tell them about the meeting. It's a fictional account of what could have happened at Martin Luther King and Malcolm X actually had a time, chance to sit and talk. And Maybell asked after we had performed the thing if I knew any directors. And of course, I know a director. His name is Willie Minor. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Minor. <laughs> right. So that's how Maybell and I formed our working relationship. Okay, and yeah. you've kind of been in touch with each other. Yes, off and on for, and throughout the years. Throughout the years. Right. Can yeah. I add that uh, we did a play called Heaven I Say, and Willie directed it, and it won uh, uh, the South West Region Tulsa Award. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I take that back. We took it to the southwest region, Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And what happened, a group from Louisiana saw our play, and they copied our play, and they won the award. Am oh, I right, Willie? They copied you guys' play? Yes. Really? Well, they competed with the same play, but I do think that they broke the rules. <laughs> and by breaking the rules, they won the play. Uh, but one of the things that, uh, just to digress a second here, if I could, please. Okay. Yes, you can. Talking about Black Wall Street. All right. We finished doing that play. And in the play, Celeste says that we got to use the ropes of the past to ring the bells of the future. What they did in Oklahoma during the 20s is the monies had to recirculate within the community one, two, three times before it moved out. What we don't do today as black people is we don't work with each other. We're still into that crabs in the barrel mentality. And as long as we sit and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and never, as you say, do anything, then we're going to be where we are. We're going to be where we are. And as long as those people can keep us divided, we lose. We lose until we can unite and get rid of that, then we, we, we're we destined to fail. It's all about we. <clears throat> right. But if we don't teach our youth and, uh, for the future, how Black Wall Street See, know, what we have got to together, do is, we have we, to do that. What we have to do is we have to show them. It's not a matter of always teaching. Like Mama and them used to say, do as I say, not as I do. So if I see you doing wrong, then I'm going to follow that example. But if you show me, then I can go the right way. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I'll get off my soapbox with yeah, that. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. you got you have to, you know, they say train up a child as he may go. You right. know what I mean? You got to train them up and show right. them exactly the advantages, how it's going to advantage. Right. The advantage is not going to only help themselves, but right. it's going to help their fellow mans and their brothers and sisters. And stuff like that. Right. You know, you got to teach a young man how to be a man. Right. You know, you got to teach a young woman how to be a woman. Exactly. Yeah, maybe. I would like to say that uh, one of the things that would help us is to, for the community su- to support the community, the people in the community. Right. And that's one of the things that we're lacking. Well, that that's the ongoing problem right here in our black communities, not only here in Tulsa, but around but, the but world. through around the world. Exactly. Supporting black businesses, support. You know what? We're the biggest. We are the biggest consumers than any other race. Exactly. We got stuff going out. We buy money. We got we got food, 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 food. All kinds of stuff. We spend our money in other communities, and they they build up on their tax dollars in their communities while we're spending our money in their communities. And that's why the Tulsa experiment worked. Mm-hmm. Spend the money here and keep it here three, four years in a row before you take it outside. And, you know, that's what happened in 1920. And that's why it was one of the richest neighborhoods in the world, bar none, black, white, green, or red. You know, that's what it was. When you deal with this economic development, you know, and that black dollar circulating around and around, you building a house and I come help you build your house. He's building a house. I come help him. We come help him build. No, I hire him and, because right. he has a business well, that saying, builds he, houses. He got a, he, right, right, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. But Black Wall Street, they were helping each other with that economic, those buildings and helping each other. They didn't always have the, the finances to 
do it, but they did it physically and financially. No, they had the money. That's the, yeah. that, it was one of the richest yeah. areas with all that oil money. Yeah, they had money. They that had the was money. The, that was what it was. So my, you know, my grandfather was on Black Wall Street. He had a, you know, he was shining shoes and stuff. He was about 22. Look at that. 21. <laughs> 20, hello? Yeah. He was about 21, 22. And, you know, I learned a lot about what happened down there. You know, they actually helped each other physically and financially through both ways, you know, because a lot of those businesses couldn't have taken place if they hadn't helped them physically build those those buildings and stuff so they could become financially, you know, connected. Right. So Black Wall Street was a way of life that we've kind of gotten away from, which we need to get back to in our communities. Right. Think about it, Maybell. We've lost a lot over here in North Tulsa that we once had. You know, but gentrification is coming over here and um, over here, and we don't have what we used to have. Now, we got quick trips and Taco Bells and McDonald's and Wendy's and all of that over here now, all these fast food places which are feeding and killing our people. It's not good food, you know, it's fast food. And uh, whereas before we had restaurants and grocery stores, several grocery stores over here, we had night spots and stuff, entertainment and things over here. Is it, am, I, is it, am I right, Mabel? You're right. We had uh, everything we needed in North Tulsa. Everything. We didn't have to go anywhere across those tracks, across Admiral, because everything was here. We had cab service. We had everything over here. Right. And you that's know? the same all around America. Well, when we yeah, start looking it, it at is. Black when you look at black areas. communities. So we all have the same problem. Yeah. And we have to solve it the same way. Unification is the key to it. It is. I mean, you know, like, hey, we tried to get it going in the 60s with all the things that was being said, the black power movement and everything that we were doing was a worldwide situation. A group, yeah. But we got to the point that we got away from it. We got away from being unified. And that's what August Wilson is saying in this play, Jitney. That's what he's, he has set this piece in 77 when we were just getting ready to start getting it on. Getting it on. We were just getting ready to start getting it on. But at the time, what happened? What happened? Black people stopped believing in each other. The church went down. Once the church went down oh, and black people started going, exactly, right and that's this conversation you know, that, that Jitney Oh, boy, opened. you're going down there another kind of road. But you know that's what, what Jitney opens. That's what August okay, Wilson okay, does okay, with his right. play. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, right. Right. You know, that's what we were talking about, Jitney, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where he is. Yeah. And that's where we are. Mm-hmm. And we definitely hope that everybody out there listening that uh, that is in Tulsa can come and see the piece, mm-hmm. can su- come and experience what these actors have been doing, working, 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 right, to right. deliver August's message. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we're going to get into that in just a little bit. Uh, I think we're going to take a little pause for the calls. We're going to uh, come back. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And, boy, do we tell them our way over here. And uh, we'll be right back, so stick around, okay? Hey, this is Ralph Johnson of Earth, Wind, and Fire, and whenever I'm in Tulsa, I'm tuned in to KPOB 89.9 on the FM.
Hi, this is Abdul Raouf of the SOS Band. And when we're in talk, we listen to KBOB 89.9 FM. Hey, this is Bobby Harris of the Jazz Band. And whenever I'm in Tulsa, I listen to KBOB 89.9 FM. This is Charlie Wilson, and you listen to 89.9 FM, Bobby Eaton Show. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're back on KBOB 89.9 FM, KBOB899.com. You know, you can hear us there, KBOB89, just, hey, Facebook Live. YouTube, just Google it, whatever you want to do, but we're here, and we are talking about this play that's coming up, y'all, this play uh, at the Performing Arts Center, uh, Jitney, you know, it's going to be, these days, it's going to be like February, let me get my glasses right quick so I can see what I'm doing, you know, I'm halfway blind, it's going to be February 12th and the 19th at 8 p.m., y'all listen, write it down now. February the 13th at 2 p.m. and February the 20th at 3 p.m., you know, and it's uh, directed by Willie Minor, and we've been talking to Willie right quick and Maybell in the house, and who are these other people we have on the on the um, panel with us right now? We have Maurice Walker, Willie Minor, and L. Evans. Okay, well, great. Welcome to the show, you guys. Thank you. Glad you could be here. Tell us a little bit your name and the parts that you're playing in this uh, particular play. Good afternoon, Bobby, and uh, certainly it's a pleasure to be here and representing Theater North. Um, my name is Maurice Walker, and I'll be playing the part of Becker in the play. Becker, um, the play, quite frankly, centers around Becker, who is one of the outstanding uh, members of the community. He's a business owner. In fact, he owns the Jitney um, uh, car service, and he, he has some conflicts in his life. Major conflict is that he has a son who he's very, very proud of. And this son, unfortunately, caught himself up in a situation with a white woman and was accused, um, erroneously, of raping her. This was his girlfriend, but he got caught in a consensual relationship in a car with the one of the vice presidents of Gulf Oil. And this uh, man, um, when he caught them, um, the girl claimed that my son had raped her. He ended up in, and he was arrested. He was arrested for rape. I, I bailed him out of jail. The day I bailed him out of jail, he went to her house and shot her dead on the uh, doorsteps of her home. And from there, all the conflict started. And I was deeply crushed by this because I had great hopes and ambitions for my son, who was very sharp, very smart, very intelligent, 
but he ended up being um, sentenced to the electric chair. That sentence was later commuted to, commuted to life. He um, was um, paroled after 20 years, and once he got out, then the play really takes off with the conflict between he and I and how I felt that he threw his life away. And um, at the end of the day, it was one of those things where we just could not come together. Mm. Wow, man, sounds interesting. Interesting part to play. It's very, very intense, very, very interesting, and I really appreciate Brother Minor here uh, when we auditioned for this, giving me an opportunity to play this very powerful role. Okay, great, great, great. Who else we have right here? How you doing, lady? Hi. And your name? Um, I'm Ellie Evans, and I play Rena in the play. And I'm a girlfriend, I'm a mother, and we're focusing on, for my part of it, we get focused on a young black couple going through life, dealing with their own struggles, and just working together because they want to do this together and not just fighting and breaking up and just going their separate ways, but knowing that they have a future together, they have a child, and just trying to really build something with each other. And so we focus on the love. Okay, the love aspects of it, huh? the the, the relationship Mm -hmm. aspect of this particular place. Now, 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 Willie, Mr. Minor, what made you, who came up with the idea of Jitney? I did. You did. Maybe you created it, huh? Well, I didn't create it, but I... I mean, as far as the idea. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, the seventh play that we've done by August Wilson, and we won an award, the Tate Award, in 2018, for seven guitars, mm-hmm. and uh, Willie had directed uh, King Hadley the uh, second. There was a play by August Wilson, mm-hmm. and August Wilson is a very important uh, playwright. And uh, we decided to try again uh, to do one of his plays, and also we did two trains running, and Willie brought a group from Texas. And we did two trains running. So, uh, and early on, we did uh, Joe Turner's Come and Gone, uh, a play by August Wilson. So we decided to come back to August Wilson. You guys have done a lot of August Wilson plays and stuff like that. Is there anything in particular about him that you really like? Well, he has a good message. And uh, he tells the playwright really tells uh, the plays are really about real life. I mean, it's it's just kind of like when you come to see the play, you'll know somebody in the play just like that. Now, it's a policy runner in the play. And my mother used to play policy a long time ago. Yeah, I'm policy You know, numbers. they had them, the numbers, you mm-hmm. know. And so... Real life, he talks about, uh, August Wilson would talk about real life people and form it into a play. And that's one of the reasons why uh, we like his work. Okay, like his work. So uh, the play Performing Arts Center, and how many actors or actresses do you have involved in this play? We have nine actors, eight men and one woman. Eight men and one woman. You're the only female, huh? Mm-hmm. How you feel being the only female in this place? I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's been great. The guys have been awesome. So They've been awesome mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you focus on, like you said, black relationships, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, that's something that's very much so needed today yeah. within our black community because we don't have that strong of a black relationships in our communities anymore like we once had, you know, between black men and black women. It's yeah. kind of. No, it's it's way off kilter now. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah. No, I like just even like they said how everything's so relatable with this play that we get to see a young black couple actually communicate and not just yelling and fighting and screaming, yeah, but it's like yeah, hear yeah. my point, but hear my point as well and then let's come together and work as a team. So Yeah, working as a team, you know. That's a good thing to do. You know, work as a team. We need to get back to that black love. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what that's what I'm saying. And communication. Know? And com- communication. <laughs> Who is it? Wow. And knowing our places and positions, you know, in the relationships itself. You know, a lot of single people out here nowadays. Dangerous. Huh? <laughs> I said it's a dangerous world out there with the single life. Yeah, seeing a lot of single people. <laughs> At least I see it, you know, and I'm like, wow. But this play, uh, Jidney, uh, tell us what Jitney is all about. Well, August Wilson has written a series of plays that depict black life in each decade in the 90s. And Jitney is set in 1977. And as Elle just mentioned, Jitney is about that particular point in time in black life when we started thinking. We started thinking about our future. We got away from all the things that we used to do in the past, all the negativity. This young couple represents the future, like you said a few seconds ago. Black love, black love. Now it's black love to these two people is about communication, something that we got away from. And using hindsight, if we use hindsight and look back from 1920-22, we can see the start of it. In Jitney, and that's what August was trying to tell us with his play set in that in that decade. And he's a genius, huh? Yes, August is the Pulitzer Prize winning author, mm-hmm. one of our most prolific black authors, mm-hmm. and he has done a tremendous amount of work to depict the thing. I would put August and Langston Hughes in the same boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's great. That's great. So, did you guys have to audition for these parts? Yes. You did? That's normal, huh? Mm-hmm. You went on and, uh, yeah, I know you were having some auditions. And uh, were you picking? Did you do the picking? Yes, yes. We came up in November and auditioned for the play. And uh, like we told them then, Maurice won a role and L won a role because it's competition. It's mm-hmm. competition. And I'm proud of both of them for where they've come from and where they are now. And just, I am so anxious to see the play myself, to see Jitney get up on his feet and start flying, because I know these cars that they're going to drive in their spirits and go a thousand miles an hour, right? Bobby, if I could add that. Yeah, go ahead. That, that, that audition process it was extremely intense. Um, if you all remember, and we got the cast here with us today, if we remember, we were all in a room. And um, Brother Minor had different scripts set out for us to read. Quite frankly, after reading the script, I, I knew what I, the, the, the part that I wanted. And, um, but, you know, reading all the different parts and the characters that they were playing, 
and uh, Brother Minor was looking for a certain type of enthusiasm, a certain type of uh, presentation, and it was very, very intense. And, uh, you know, you could just tell by the way the whole auditions were conducted that he's been around the block a few times. This was not his first rodeo, and I'm just very thankful. And I'm sure I can speak for the cast, um, just having the opportunity to work with him like we've been able to do. Because mm-hmm. the brother's very intense yeah. in the way he goes about his business. Mr. Minor, where did you get this started? I mean, where did it start for you? You know, this directing of plays, and you could probably do movies and stuff. Uh, well, I have, I have done 45 major motion pictures. I've okay. retired from the Screen Actors Guild as an actor. Mm-hmm. I'm a Vietnam vet, PTSD, and that's where it started, if you want to know where it started. Mm-hmm. I came back from Vietnam, one of the angriest people in the world, and trying to get a, finish up my law degree requirements, I had to take two classes to transfer to UT Dallas. And one of those classes that I took was acting 101. Mm-hmm. And in acting 101, I found my niche. So I like it. <laughs> I huh? found, no, I found that this was something that I could do, do very well, and they paid me to do it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what the hey? <laughs> and from that point on, man, you know, the rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah. So you are you doing plays down in Dallas? Yes, we are mm-hmm. resident director at the African American Museum with Dr. Harry S. Robinson has given me the opportunity to sort of impact the lives of a lot of young people. Uh, we do five plays a year, which happen to be grown folks plays, but we use teenagers mm-hmm. to do those things. Okay. You know, and it's just something to where you can give back to the community. At the same time, like you were saying earlier, train up a child the way it should go. Give them the opportunity to explore their own creative sides. Mm -hmm. And if they can explore themselves, then it just simply makes us a better world in which to live. Yeah, it does make a better world. So are you two the ones who are married? Are you? No. No. Who's your husband? Uh, We'll have him up here in a minute. Okay. (laughs) We'll get your, your play husband in the play. You know, we'll get him up here in a minute, you know. But uh, Jidney, uh, Maybell, Willie Minor, you guys have been, I mean, this is exciting for me because I know it's going to take, I'm going to try to make money to me. If y'all give me a pass, I'll come. You know what I mean? Give me, oh, you know you will. Give, give me a pass, I'm going to show up and be like, oh, yeah. I want to see this one right here because it sounds exciting, it is. Uh, adventurous, and, you know, it is. and uh, you know where you can get some knowledge and stuff behind it, education as well, you know. Uh, Maybell, how many plays do you think you're going to be, end up doing this year? Or are you just taking it as it comes? Well, we're only going to do two. Two plays two this plays. year? 2022? 2022, two plays. Two plays, huh? <laughs> That's a definite. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to have set changes and people running out, putting chairs out. And well, it costs a lot of money. Yeah, it costs a lot of money to do those things. And people don't realize how much money it costs. Mm-hmm. It could easily cost $15,000 just to do one play. Exactly. And the reason I say that is because just the Performing Arts Center itself, the rental of the PAC could run uh, 5000 just and by more. just by itself. By itself. Mm-hmm. Just the just the space. That would include the ticket sales mm-hmm. and that type thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh the on call technician. Mm-hmm. But then we have to hire a stage 
technician, a sound technician. We have to have a light technician. We have to have a set designer. We have to have the set made. We have to have stage managers. Mm-hmm. You know. You got to have an abundance of a whole lot and of people. And then we have to have a director. Yeah. Okay. Right. So all of that costs. Mm-hmm. Even the royalties cost five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Just the royalties. Mm-hmm. So if someone out there who's listening wanted to donate to you and give you some funding, where could they do that at? They could send it to Theater North at P.O. Box six two five five Tulsa, Oklahoma seven four one four eight. No cash. Don't ever send cash. Uh, yeah, you don't but do that. But checks. Okay. Checks, money orders. Money orders, checks. Mm-hmm. We'll have uh, from $10 to 1000 yeah. even 5 one more, one more time, repeat it one more time for our listening audience. Theater North, Post Office Box, 6255, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74148. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's great. Well, hey, you're on, we're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. We're going to take another little break, and we're going to come right back. We're going to do some musical chairs right quick, and uh, we want you to stick around. You can dial the number 646-716-5525 if you want to talk on the air. Let me see. Anybody on here yet? No. They, y'all act like y'all scared. Anyway, dial the number 646 646- Seven one six five five two five, and don't forget to press that one button. We're talking about August Wilson's Disney play, directed by uh, Willie Miner Jr. And uh, we're on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. How to order chicken wings? Number one, find a good wing spot. I know a wing spot, Max Wings. Number two, decide if you want a combo or if you want to order a la carte. Huh? What's that? Well, combos come with chicken, veggie sticks, fries, and a drink for a discounted price. A la carte means that you order each item separately. Ah. Okay. Three, decide if you want bone-in, boneless, or cauliflower wings. And then determine the delicious flavor you want on your wings. I didn't even know cauliflower had wings. You learn something new every day. Have you been to Max Wings? Yep, yep, Max yep. Wings is located at 782 East Pine Street in Tulsa. We're open Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. and on Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Come to Max Wings, home of the dry rub fries. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroot Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to The Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. What's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson, and you listen to 89.9 FM, Bobby Eaton Show.
rolling in my car when I pull up at the mall. We're ready for life beyond COVID-19, beyond boundaries. It's time to move beyond, connect beyond, celebrate beyond, live beyond. And the vaccine is our best shot at getting there. Get your free vaccine at vaccinate918.com today. Brought to you by the Tulsa Health Department. Last Stop Lawn Maintenance and Landscaping is hiring today. Must have a valid driver's license and must have a two years verifiable experience mowing and lawn maintenance with the company. Strict attendance policy is required. Honest, dependable, and team-oriented. No sex offenses or crime against children. Must apply online at www.laststoplawnmaintenance.com. Apply today. North Star Security and Private Investigations provides over 35 years of experience to ensure your security and investigation needs are met. Our officers are fleet and state certified. If you are seeking employment, stop by our website at www.NorthStarSecurityAndPI.com. For details on quotes and employment opportunities, call today at 918-248-6592. That's 918-248-6592. North Star Security and Private Investigation. All right. Hey, we're back here on the Bobby Eaton Show. Every Saturday from 12 to 2, all you got to do is tune in. Go to our website, kbob899.com. Again, that's kbob899.com. Leave comments. Leave whatever you need need right there, and we'll be right there. We're talking about the stage play Jitney and uh, Maybell. Introduce our next guest that we have here that's in the play. Bobby, I want to deviate just a minute. You want to deviate? Uh Uh-huh. You can do that. First, I want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk about this. Oh, you know that's anytime. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Theater North is Tulsa's only community theater, black community theater in Tulsa. And we have been for the last 45 years. So uh, we appreciate everything that everybody uh, does to do to support us. But I want to thank all the volunteers before I introduce the cast. Uh, Right now we have Alexis Sales, who's playing Booster. And then we have Ibrahim Bayex. Is that right, Ibrahim? Ibrahim. Get get close to the mic, guys. Ibrahim Bayex who's playing Youngblood. Uh-huh. And then we have Michael Hamilton, who's playing Sheely. Sheely's the numbers runner. Mm-hmm. Youngblood is the love, uh, the second part of the love, tri- uh, not triangle, but the uh, Ely's the mm-hmm. love uh, lover. Mm-hmm. And also uh, 
Alexis is the son of uh, Becca, mm-hmm. Maurice Walker. Okay, okay, great, 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 great. So, how you guys feeling today? Oh, good. Hey, welcome good. to Wonderful. the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. Get a little closer to the mics. Come on, pull on, pull it on in. Oh. Let's go down the road. I saw you just the other day. Yes, sir. You know, we was hanging out yep. in Quick Trip, right? Yes, sir. Talking and talking, and I said, hey, see you on Saturday. Yep. You know, so tell us a little bit about uh, your position and, uh, you know, your title and what you're doing on the play Jitney. All right. So I play uh, Booster, and so I'm the son of Becker. And, again, uh, the whole throughout the whole play, I'm trying to reconcile with my father because, I, you know, I made a horrible, horrible decision. Uh, I did something totally wrong and um, went to prison for a long time. And since it's been – How long did you go to prison? 20 years. 20, you spent 20 years 20 in prison. 20 years in prison. That's in the play, right? That's in the play. Mm-hmm. And so – and I get, for real. Nah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> nah, in the play. Okay. In the play. And so when I get out, of course, a lot of things have changed. Um, and again, you know, uh, my father, he's a prominent figure in the community. Uh, a lot of people look up to him. And so, uh, you know, what I did in the play, it was a total disgrace to him. And so I'm trying to reconcile with my father just to say, hey, things were done. I'm sorry about what I did. It had to be done. But uh, I definitely just want to. Uh, I'm hearing some oh. crackling in the background. Or something. Oh, yes, oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody doing something. Okay. Go ahead. Yes. And so I'm basically uh, trying to reconcile with my father uh, as, as I get he out might, of prison. These mics pick up everything. Yes, they <laughs> sure do. They sure do. It sounds like somebody eating some chips or something. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, just uh, just reconcile with my father, just saying, hey, you know, that's in the past. Let's move on. Uh, I did what I did, but let's move forward. Uh, but I think the big thing with him is, like, I had so much built up for you, um, and you just threw it all away, and you're a disgrace to me. And so uh, throughout the whole play, you'll see that uh, the back and forth of me trying to reconcile my father and just kind of get in a good position, a good light with him to where he's not thinking about what I did in the past. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good. Good play, the part. Yes. Yeah. It should be interesting. Definitely. Yeah. Moving on along. Yeah. Yeah. I played Darnell Williams, uh, Youngblood. He is, as uh, Willie describes, the uh, new black man, uh, part of the new black couple. Uh, I play opposite Ellie over here, and uh, my character is a young Vietnam vet who came home, you know, like disappointed that I guess his his service didn't have the um, outcome that he thought it would, and uh, he came home and he did young man things. He partied, he ran around, he uh, he was he had a good time, but he, he, was, he partied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, did, did you two guys ever hook up? No, he was in prison. <laughs> he, was locked, yeah. he, was, he was on lockdown, huh? Locked, yeah. So you were out there partying, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But meantime, I have, a, I, have a, I have a girl at home, so it's not, you know, he wasn't uh, doing right by her. But eventually he, he comes around and he uh, tries to put everything back together. But because of his past, his um, his plan to buy a house, surprise his girlfriend with a house, looks suspicious. You know, let me. How did he get that house? Yeah. Oh no, not that part. She didn't know about the house, right? Okay. It's, she didn't know even know about yeah, it. Yeah. It's like huh? I'm. Uh, I'm never home. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm working all the time, but I don't bring home any money. Where's the money at? You know, if I'm working all the time, where's the money at? Um. Well, you know, people see people say that they, they see you around with my sister a lot. She don't talk to me. What's going on? What's she hiding from me? Why right. Right. Too? Exactly. So, yeah. A lot of questions going around, but you know, uh, it's just him trying to do the right thing, but doing it all wrong. So he's in the streets. Um, no, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. He's working 
two jobs, looking for three. So he's he's really he's, working. He's really working and busting it. Yeah, out. but his past uh, informs you know what he could be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if you have somebody who's just you don't really trust, you know, trying to change, but they're not actually like being honest with you, mm-hmm. then yeah, you're probably going to suspect that they're up to their old ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting right there. My man, what about you? And what's your name? My name is Michael Hamilton. And, and you play the part of Sheevy, the number runner. Oh, you running numbers, running huh? numbers, man. Man. Hey. Yeah, I know. That's a touchy thing right there, yeah. running numbers. First of all, I want to say, uh, Mr. Eden, uh, thank you for having us on. Here. Oh, well, thank you. And uh, and I want to say, Miss Mabel, I really appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity uh, to be in this wonderful play uh, by August Wilson Jitney. And to my director, awesome director. Mm-hmm. He, he pushes me hard, but yeah, it's going to pay off, trust me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but anyway, it's going to pay um, off. Oh, yeah, yeah it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off. Mm-hmm. Uh, my character, uh, like, like I say, I am the number runners. Uh, I, um, my base is, uh, even though I'm not a driver, but my base is set up in the uh, Jitney station. Uh, that's where I do my operations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I make my money. Do they know you're doing it? They know it. They hey, they they give me some of that uh, money too. <laughs> okay. they, they, break, they break they break y'all too, huh? It's illegal. Yeah, right, right. Hey, yeah. Uh, they they treat me like family. You know, when I come in there, everybody loves Sheely. Yeah, you know Sheely. You gotta have a Sheely in there. Mm-hmm. So you go around in people's mailboxes and stuff and all of that. You, you know, policy numbers and stuff. No, I don't. I don't go. Any, you just run the I numbers. Just, I just run the. I I got the numbers. I got a little pad. I write down everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. I, everything. You're not doing policy, right? No, no I ain't doing. You're just doing that. the numbers. Do the numbers. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. All about the money. You ever get busted? Nah. <laughs> Too smooth for that. Smooth I'm suave. For, they call me suave. 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 So you ain't, oh no. All of that stuff. It ain't nah, happening. Nah. Mm. Got to be swift. So do you know these guys right here? I know them. I know yeah. they stirry too. You know, they <laughs> and you're still locked down, right? Yeah. So I come in at the second part of the play. second part of the play. Yeah. But you two right here, y'all know each other. Oh, I know mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I know every one of them. I know mm-hmm. their business. I know their business. I ain't gonna put it out though, but yeah. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys been in plays before? Is this the first or second, third or fourth? What? Uh, for me, it's number nine. Number nine play. Okay, you've been nine. in nine plays. I believe this play. is my ace. This is my what? My fourth with Theodore North. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miss Mabel gave me my start. Oh, she know. did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Funny enough, actually, the first show that I've seen mm-hmm. in Tulsa, the first play I ever seen in Tulsa was Seven Guitars. Mm-hmm. Seven Guitars. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. She taught me how to play bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just uh, saw a play in Oregon, uh, an original play based off of August Wilson's poetry that never got published. It was called Unison, and it was absolutely wonderful. And I'd never heard of August Wilson before. I, I don't know how, you know. So uh, when I come home and I learned there's an August Wilson play being performed in Tulsa, I mm. went. You went. And, uh, yeah, it was a life-changing experience. Great, great, great. Are you guys native Tulsans? Born yeah. and raised. Born and raised. Born and raised. What schools did you go to? Ah. Oh, great. I went to Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow? So, yeah, I went to Owasso. Owasso? McLean. Oh, he's a Scott. Mike huh? and Scott. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right, all right, and all right. also, I want to mention I'm a 20 year vet. Awesome. Okay, yeah, military. Retired. Military. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got our veteran show over here okay. every Thursday with Ramal Brown. Okay. He does a veteran yeah. show. It's called Left, Right, Left, 
left, right, left, right. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Uh, every uh, Thursday at 4 o'clock. Okay. He, veterans come in here and talk about it and chop it up. Well, I just want to say so. I just yeah. want to uh, again give a shout out to uh, Willie Miner and Maybell Wallace. Uh, this is I'm the newbie. I don't know. I think everybody else has got more plays than me. This is my third one. Okay. And so this is my second play mm-hmm. uh, with uh, director Willie Miner and uh, Maybell. And I definitely do appreciate the opportunity. It's something that I always kind of wanted to do. I just never knew how to do it. But when the opportunity came, I was just like, hey, let's let's check it out, and see what happens. And I'm glad and fortunate to be a part of the play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good thing. Good experience. Good thing. Maybe I've been doing it for a while. Oh, yeah. Mr. Miner has been doing it for a while. And when you hook up with wisdom and experience and stuff, and that's what I tell a lot of my youth that are in my program, we have the wisdom, but you guys got the energy, Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so when you work both of those together, Oh yeah. sky is the limit. You yeah, know? That's true. You know, sky is the limit because of, a lot of times we've done a lot of things that you guys are experiencing in your lives. So I tell my sons and all that, hey, hey man, hold on. I didn't do that before. Yeah. So this is what's going to be your outcome mm-hmm. if you keep doing this. Yeah. You know, so that's what it is. Yes, Maybelle. Well, we have some actors that are not here, mm-hmm. but I'd like to mention them. Okay, go ahead. And uh, playing the part of Turnbow is David, uh, will be David Harris. You know David Harris? David Harris, of the Pillar Group, David Harris? The right. in, insurance guy, David Harris? 100 Black Men. 100 Black Men, David yeah. Harris? Yeah, I know David. He's going to be Turnbull. Get, get in that mic right there. Talking to He mic. will play the part of Turnbull. And Turnbull is an old man that's uh, busy about it. He knows everybody's business. <laughs> you mean David be acting? I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I good. never knew David oh, was an actor. He's going to be Turnbull. He's real good. Yeah, yeah David. Good. Oh, well, I'm going to talk and to him then, about that. Uh, we have Victor Muse, who will be Doug. Doug. And he's a World War II veteran. Okay. And he'll be with us. And then uh, Fillmore who is a, uh, he works at a hotel, and he's the old person, old man, and his, he will be played by Wes Hamilton. And uh, also we have an understudy, uh, Kayla Fontino. She uh, was understudying for Ellie because Ellie uh, had some problems early on, so we got uh, Kayla to play a part. And Kayla? also... Kayla. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also we have Rob Lee, who's playing the oh, part. Oh, I know Peter. Rob, yeah. Well, he's oh, yeah. right, he's over, right there. over there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's the man. Rob <laughs> Lee is an alcoholic mm-hmm. in the show. Oh, he he playing the alcoholic? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we have a good uh, cast. Me and, and him I might have had a couple of drinks. That, uh, mm-hmm. It's a challenge during uh-huh. the time of the COVID. It's yeah. always been a challenge. Yeah. yeah, but it's definitely been a more of a challenge now since we have this virus out. Mm-hmm. So these people have taken time out of their busy schedules to come and work with us, and we're hoping that the community will support us because without the community support, we wouldn't be able to survive. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this wave of you know COVID is becoming like a new way of life for mm-hmm. us all. You know, it's a brand new way of life, and uh, it's um, very uh, challenging, put it like that. 
in our day-to-day lives and things like that. I've known more people. When it first came out, everybody was like, man, COVID. Now everybody's getting COVID. It seems like uh, who haven't had it before, getting it at one time or another. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing, I know several people that have died that had it. I I do, too. And so it's no joke. I mean, a lot of people act like it doesn't exist. And they don't want to be vaccinated and they don't want to do it, wear uh, masks and various things. But I've known uh, at least three people that died from it. I've known about five people okay. who passed on, five or six people who died from COVID. And I have my mask. Yeah, I see you got your mask right there. I got one too. We all got our we all got our masks. We all got I got two I got two masks in my pocket right now. You know, so always strapped. Always strapped. (laughs) But I'd like to say this. Last year when we did uh uh Greenwood in May last year, Mm They would only allow us to have 81 people in the auditorium of 200 per night, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, it has changed. Uh, We can fill the house. If you are not afraid you've been vaccinated, put your mask on and come on and support us Mm because we want to continue to do plays. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway... If you don't see Jidney, you're going to miss a good play. It's a very mm-hmm. good play. Speaking of Jidney, give us those dates and times again. Well, February of the 12th and 19th, which are on Saturday night at 8 o'clock p.m., February the 13th at 2 o'clock p.m., and we chose 2 o'clock because that's the day they'll have the Super Bowl, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and then February the 20th at 3 o'clock p.m at the mm-hmm. Tulsa Performing Arts Center. Mm-hmm. And the show is relatively cheap. It only costs $20. $20? Generally, generally mission. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You want That's cheap. Because please do. Yeah. Yeah. That's and cheap. for seniors and children, I mean, uh, this play, I must tell you, this play is not for children. Okay? <laughs> so don't bring your children because there's some mature things going on. It's nothing in the play but the language, and we don't want to offend anybody. You'll hear some cussing. going to be some cussing up in there, Maybell. going to be some cussing. A lot from me. Okay. Huh? <laughs> A lot from you? Yeah, it's fun. Oh, you cussing, you cussing people out, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's rated, rated R, huh? This is for, the language. Right. This mm-hmm. is for mature audiences only. Mm-hmm. He's a custom machine. Okay. <laughs> and of course, children know all about wow. it. Wow. We have to let yeah, you know. Yeah, they custom anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, interesting right there. And uh, tickets on sale now? Yes, they're on sale. They've been on sale. They've been on sale. Uh-huh. And they can get their tickets at where? The Charleston Performing Arts Center. Uh, they can call. Uh, nine one eight five nine six seven one one one, and then uh, they can go uh, online to the Tulsa uh, uh, Tulsa Performing Arts Center Tulsa PAC dot com, mm-hmm. uh, and get their ticket. Mm-hmm. You can also just Google Jitney Play <coughs> Tulsa PAC, any combination of those words, and it'll be the first thing that pops up on Google. It'll mm-hmm. take you right to the to the site to buy tickets. Mm-hmm. To their site right there, huh? That's good. That's good. So how you guys feel about the play? 
Oh, I feel good. Um, you know, just being in the play and watching these guys, these guys are outstanding, outstanding cast. And I, I had to step up my game. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm a fan of these guys. I'm telling you, I, I'm a fan of, uh, you know, the whole play. Mm-hmm. And I'm just glad to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad to have Michael here. This guy is a character and he is, he really elevates the show. It's a, it's a very heavy show and he fills in that comic relief there. Yeah. And um, just really eats that material, man. This guy uh, is going to be very entertaining guy. Yeah, and everything. The whole cast, I mean, uh, they picked a great cast. Everybody's uh, key roles are very important in this play. We need everybody. Mm-hmm. And definitely since it's Black History Month, come out and support us. At <laughs> All right, we got to go through the roof. So, mm-hmm. so come out black, and support it. Support black businesses about a show about black businesses. Mm-hmm. I would like to mention... Uh, we want to give Rob an opportunity to speak, but yeah, we'll get him in, uh, in a I'd like minute. to say mm-hmm. that this show has been a challenge for me mm-hmm. as a producer because uh, when people come to audition for plays, we need commitment, mm-hmm. and we've had set, we've had to ch- uh, change our cast because of commitment. And not only that, uh, as I said earlier, the virus uh, was around, and then uh, we had uh, a young man. Well, I don't know how old he was, but we had a man that uh, we had to go through uh, some controversies about him being a part of our show. So in the the meantime, we've had to recast uh, several of of the actors. And for those people that have committed themselves to our show, we really appreciate you. So you had some changeover, huh? We've had quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. Some people show up in the initial mm-hmm. uh, well, deal, and all of a sudden there's some controversy or problems, and then they leave, and you had to go out and get some new people. Is right. that what it you is? You can't have a play. You have to rehearse. Mm-hmm. And you can't rehearse. Well, uh, the last two or three nights we've rehearsed over the phone on the count of the weather. Mm-hmm. But you have to have rehearsals in person. Yeah, you do. You have to come to rehearsal. Mm-hmm. You can't be at home and say, I'll, I'll come to rehearsal next week. We open on the 12th. Okay, <laughs> we move in the PHC <laughs> right. on the 8th. Uh-huh. And if you can't come to rehearsal, how are you going to perform? And yeah. then how would I know if you're going to be there? Mm-hmm. That's true. We can't do that. And it's show business. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people... Uh, even though it's community theater, we try to give the actors a stipend. And we can't give a stipend to people if nobody don't show sure. tickets. Mm-hmm. And who wants to go to the show if nobody's going to be there? I mean, if, if if the people don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So you guys get a chance to rehearse at the PAC? Yep. We will rehearse, yes. Uh-huh. Huh? Yeah. How many days they give you to do that? Well, as many as we want, but we're going to rehearse about five days. Okay, but see, uh, we don't have the uh, a place where we can operate, uh, perform on the set because we don't have our own building. Mm-hmm. We've been rehearsing at uh, the Morning Star Fellowship Hall, Morning Star Baptist. Baptist yeah, right around the corner here. Shout right. out to them. Yeah, and and also the, the library, the, mm-hmm. the library. But all of these venues where we rehearse, other people want to rehearse. So it's been a challenge for us. To even get the building sometimes. So when you your community theater, you don't realize how difficult it is.
for us to even give a show. Okay. Hmm. That's why uh, community theater is much needed. Mm-hmm. You know. So you guys listening out there, all of you big wigs with all the money and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, and you need something to invest in. Hey. Uh, Black Community Theater with Theater North right here in North Tulsa. P.O. Box what? 6255 Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74148. Yeah. Come on, y'all. Let's put our rub a couple of nickels together, <laughs> you know, and make it happen. You know, and, and we need to do that in a lot of areas of our lives, you know, here in the Black Community. <clears throat> We need to really start rubbing nickels together. Yeah, you're right. You know, and uh, start putting the economic development back in place. You know, stop having to always get on the freeway and drive out to Walmart, out south, or something like that, or go over here out in these different parts and start investing more in our community. Because, hey, it's little bitty small towns around that ha- have less people than North Tulsa, but they have more economic development. In North Tulsa. I mean, you go out to Bigsby and oh, you know, and these countries, Sky Took and all of them, they got everything out there they need, you know. And uh, over here in North Tulsa, we still suffer because we don't have, they say we have about uh, 33,000 people in District 1 over here, you know, and that's the numbers. Tulsa, the, well, the city of Tulsa has uh, 400,000 people. And out of 400,000 people, only 65,000 are black people, you know, and uh, then you got your Hispanics and you got your, you know, Native Americans and other people of that nature right there. It's more in Tulsa County, which includes Broken Arrow and Owasso mm-hmm. and right. all of that, but the city of Tulsa. And we just don't have the uh, economic development that we need because we don't warrant it here over in this community. We don't warranted you know we just we pass by black businesses all the time and never stop there going to a business in another community and spending our money there but over here we always want the hookup yeah you know give me the hookup man that shirt costs uh twenty dollars you know hey man i got 15 you know what i mean can you go and take 50 we want the hookup over here you know but we ain't gonna go out to dealers and ask for the hookup you know or or Macy's or anything like that. So I just want to say, you know, uh, let's build a brand. The reason I started this radio station was because of no communication. This is a communication device where we can come and tell our stories our way. I'm not Channel 6. I ain't Fox 23. I ain't all the big boys. But, hey, we do have a voice to our community and to people throughout. And when a play like Jitney comes in, it's letting the world and letting everybody know about you guys, you know. And uh, Maybell, I'm, you know, like I said, she's been doing this forever. You know, that's my relative. And uh, we've been, you know, I've been, she called me. She said, hey, Bobby, I got to, okay, come on. You know, (laughs) all right, let's do it. You know what I mean? With no opposition or anything, you know, because I love her and I like what she's doing and she's been doing it for years. She's the professional. You know, and uh, uh, I I just want to thank you guys, man, for participating, you know, in these endeavors that are taking place uh, in acting. We need more black actors and actresses and all of this stuff, developing and more plays and more movies and more everything. Yes, ma'am. 
I have to praise God for uh, the opportunity for these uh, young black men to come and work with us because it's nothing but the grace of God. I mm-hmm. have to give God the glory because black men, it's hard to get black men to participate in theater. It has been for us. Mm. But of late, we've been able to get what, just what we need, and I thank God for it. Yeah. Well, good, Amen. good, good. You guys keep honing in on your craft and developing yourselves and uplifting yourself, studying. I mean, you got everything at your fingertips now with uh, with technology, and you can learn how to do a whole lot of stuff mm-hmm. with technology. You know, you don't have to use technology for some nonsense and foolishness mm-hmm. because a lot of that's going on. But you know, I use it for good stuff. Yeah. You know, it's how to develop and how to uplift and go forward. You know, me and my my staff, my son Trey Eden and Ramal Brown, and he's over here, and we all get together, and we use it for good. That's good. You know, and that's what you need to do. I tell people that all the time. Y'all over here looking at who's breaking down and twerking and all of this stuff, man, and who's doing this and all that foolishness, you know, and you can do it. Yes, sir. Ramal, that's your son? No, Ramal is my vice president over here in my company right okay, here. Yeah, He's been with me for about five years now. Yeah, we was in a play together. Mm-hmm. Ramal's a bad man. Oh, yeah. He's tough. He's a bad man, you know. Yeah, yeah. good yeah. family man, too. Yeah. You know, so he and his wife, they, they're great people. You know, so that's what that's all about. Look here, we're going to pay some more bills, you know what I mean? And uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to get uh, a couple of other members up here, you know, to do some things. And uh, we just want, you know, y'all, y'all stick around, okay? All right. Thank you. Yo, this is Gary Little G. Jenkins, lead singer from the multi-platinum R&B group Silk. And you're listening to KBOB 89.9 FM. Hi, this is Abdul Raouf from the SOS Band. And when we're in Tulsa, we listen to KBOB 89.9 FM. Man, you already know what time it is, your boy DC on fly, man. You're now listening to the juice at KBOB 89.9. You dig? Do you mean? What's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson. And you listen to 89.9 FM, Bobby Eaton Show. I was rolling in the car when I pulled up at the mall. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Lester Troutman. Is that Troutman? From the group Zap. And when we in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we always listen to... Hey, Bob and All right. Hey, we're back on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way every Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. And, boy, we talk about a whole lot of stuff over here, you know. And it's been some interesting people over here uh, on the Bobby Eaton Show. I've had uh, Danny Glover been in here and Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and Carlton Pearson. 
you know, this goes on and on in this little bitty radio station, you know. They say uh, sometimes uh, strength is in numbers, and as we grow, one day we're going to move out of here. We're looking to move out of here pretty soon into a, maybe a bigger and larger facility, you know what I mean? And that's uh, that's the vision. You know, when I first thought about this radio station, you know, my grandfather built this building and when I came in here, I said, well, what am I going to do in here moving back to Tulsa, Oklahoma after living in Houston for 22 years and living in Hollywood for about 12 years and living overseas for about three years of my life? And uh, I decided to come back to my hometown and, you know, do a radio station, you know, and uh, communicate with the community and invest into our youth and our young people. You can stop by 1533 North Norfolk, Tulsa, Oklahoma, right here at uh, Pine Place in Norfolk, right here on the corner of a white building. Joe Eaton built this building right here, the historical Eaton Barbershop right next door. And, uh, you know, we can chop it up, talk about some of the plans and some of the things you'd like to do. You know, you can do that. And uh, we're right here and we serve the community. This is a community radio station. I want to say that and make it clear. It's for the community, you know. Maybell Wallace. Hello. Get close to that microphone so they can hear you. All right. Who we got with us right here? Well, we have Rob Lee. Yeah, I know. Part of this building. Mm-hmm. Rob, hey, what's going on, man? Hey, hey, good, good. How are you doing? Always a pleasure being here. Good to see you again. Good to Always see you, man. You know, I've been knowing you for a while. I see you around town. You're uh, making things happen and doing stuff like that. Trying the best I can. I got good leadership in you. <laughs> your uh-huh, that's all right, man. But uh, you've been in some few theater north plays. I noticed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is for theater north. I can't count, maybe 12, but I, overall I'm in about 20. But I got my start actually here with Theater North. Years ago, I was at the library. I'm just sitting there minding my business, and I heard somebody it say. It seemed like every play they have, you in it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I try to support whether I'm in it or whether I'm attending, too, because I always believe in, again, community work and then theater and also what uh, Mrs. Wallace does, too. I was there, and I heard somebody say, don't you want to be in a play? And I was like, no, not really, but. And I went and tried out, and I started loving it. I got into it and been in it since. That's been over 20 years ago when I first came back to Tulsa. Okay. And this is my third one, third August Wilson play. And the two of them have been under William Minor with King Hedlund II, and then this one here. The other one's Radio Golf with Rodney Clark, another outstanding director. Right, right. Well, that's good, man. Glad to have you. Uh, in here as usual, you've been in here before, ain't mm-hmm. your first time, ain't your first rodeo, you know. So, uh, this play right here, Jidney, is it any different than some of the other ones you've been in? Mm-hmm. Not too much different from the other August Wilson plays. Well, see, it's kind of like on the same theme line. I can always identify with it because I was coming to being about that time that he writes about too. And so I can relate to a lot of the characters and a lot of the situations he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And again, having been in two other ones, I'm kind of familiar with, with uh, where he's going with yeah, Jimmy too. Yeah. Turn that mic just a little bit where you see the white writing right in your face, right in the middle of your face. There you go. There you go. Right there. Uh huh. All right. Yeah. And um, working with uh, 
Mr. Miner in Mayville. How's that been? <laughs> you really want to know. Yeah, tell me the truth now. We're, we tell our stories our way over here. Well, that's right. Where was stays here? Yeah, right. Stays here? Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Outstanding. It's always good. I mean, Maybell's no nonsense, very professional. And of course, the same thing with Willie Minor. Outstanding, demanding. But we know again, he has the best interest for the outcome of the play. And I wouldn't come back for this time if I didn't really believe in, again, his directorship. And of course, I was begging. I begged this time. I was begging. <laughs> you was begging. You know, I'm always begging. They're, you know me. I'm always yeah, begging. Yeah, begging. Everywhere you see me, I'm begging, right? So right. I'm begging once again. <laughs> wow. That's great. That's funny. You know, right there. But uh, uh, I, uh, I believe it's going to be a hit. We want it to be a hit. We want people to know about it so they can come on out, you know. You know, there's no reason why, well, why the play shouldn't be just jam-packed. You know, I agree. You know, so people are always saying it ain't nothing to do in Tulsa, mm-hmm. but when it is something to do, you need to get out and support it. You know, that's what you need to do. You know, get out and support. You that's know? right. And uh, we're gonna maybe tell us once again. Tell us once again uh, 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 the dates and times. That's what I, we need to know. We want to constantly have that out here. You know, dates and times. Well, uh, we open uh, February the 12th at 8 o'clock p.m., which is uh, a Saturday night. February the 12th and 19th at 8 o'clock p.m. we'll be at the Tulsa Performing Arts Center. Mm-hmm. And February the 13th at 2 o'clock p.m., February the 20th at 3 o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be uh, the Tulsa Performing Arts Center is uh, 110 East 2nd Street, downtown Tulsa, mm-hmm. in the Liddy Dungeons Theater. Right. And you can purchase tickets online at TulsaPAC.com, or you can call 918-596-7111. Mm-hmm. You don't have no bootleg? <laughs> I'm always looking for the hookup. Always looking for the hookup. I'm just kidding. You guys go out there. Don't blame me for you know, Right, right, right. Just go out and purchase those tickets. I was just joking. Just selling a joke right there. Mm-hmm. Theater North presents uh, Jidney. Uh, Willie Minor is uh, Junior. Yeah, get that my dad. That's your dad. He's senior, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah. Right, right. You guys out of Texas, right? Right. East Texas. East Texas. Right. Yeah. yeah. Piney Woods. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good blood from good down blood off of down off and Which is why I like coming to Tulsa, because the same type of people I grew up with are the type of people I've met since I've been in Tulsa. And T-Town. Huh? Right. Right. Yeah. Good. good. There's some good people here. Right. You know, some good people here. You know, we just need to get up and get to moving and get to doing some things that help our people. Exactly. Boy, that's what I'm saying. Yes, ma'am. Well, we have a, a lady that just came in, uh, Sharon Louie. Uh-huh. And uh, Sharon has been a big help to us. And I would like for Sharon to come up and say something mm-hmm. because a lot of times people don't understand what it takes to do a play. Yeah, let's get Sharon She's on the microphone right quick. She's a person. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. She can sit right here. Oh, you sit right there. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Let her sit right there. Yeah. How you doing, Sharon? I'm good, Bobby. How you doing? Hey, welcome to the show. And uh, this is where we tell our stories our way. 
And you you behind the scenes, right? I'm behind the scenes. What they got you that. doing behind the scenes? Well, you know what? I've been doing a little get close bit of to everything. That, get close to that mic. I've been doing a little bit of everything. Been reading when someone's absent. Uh, it's a different perspective when you're behind the scenes. Putting on a production. Uh, I've been an actress with several Theater North productions. And, I know. And being in this seat, I can see it from a whole different level, which is, you know, pretty awesome. But uh, to see the development of how this director wants a scene, how they want the actor to project or perform that particular individual character or whatever, different stuff. The the props, the uh, costumes, all that uh, mm. plays a big part in completing a production. And then behind the scenes, basically, I'm just making sure that we go. I'm learning that. You're learning that part yeah, of it, huh? Each thing means something. Yeah. They all have details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So this is your first time working behind the scenes? This is my first time. Yeah. Because uh, I know I've seen you in other plays, you know, acting and stuff like that. So. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's got to be a challenge. Is it a challenge? It's a nice challenge, yeah. Yeah, nice, good challenge. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a different perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. That is good. Mm-hmm. That ain't going to be the last time, is it? Well, you know, everything is new right now. And you know what? I used to wonder, well, what's a production assistant? Well, what's a director? Well, you know, what are those things? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. 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 So that's that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, wow, you got a full staff. Who's working with you? You got any, anybody else? Other, any well, other people? There's a stage manager for this production. Mm-hmm. So I could say that because I'm helping out, am I a production assistant or what am I? Yeah, you're a PA. You're uh, a I'm PA. a PA. <laughs> you're a PA, huh? I'm a PA. A yeah. PA person. Right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Great, 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 great. Yeah, There's another one about Heather. Oh, people right coming here. in here, huh? Okay. She's working on props and uh, costumes as well. Okay. Teresa Dooney. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's my girl right there. Okay. Teresa Dooney, you know. You know, yeah. one thing. We're going to get her on here in a second, okay. in a minute, too. Uh, so that's a good thing, mm-hmm. you know, great thing. So like it seems, seems like you got your staff, your back, your back behind the scenes people, mm-hmm. and you got your people in, you know, in front line soldiers, you know, in the front line, and uh, that makes a, a comp- good thing when you got people who can work together. Correct. Yes. Working together to yes. do all these kind of things right there. And maybe I mentioned earlier, you're going to have rehearsal down there at the PAC uh, for about five days. Well, we'll move in uh, Tuesday, the 8th of February, and we'll rehearse up until the 11th of February. Okay. Okay. Rehearsing, 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 huh? Yes. Consistently putting it in. Right. So that'll be five uh, rehearsals. Five rehearsals. We have our first show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have started rehearsals January 10th. Mm -hmm. So we've been working on the play. So you already been putting it in, right? Yes, we've been putting in the time because as we tell the cast, you know, the goal is to make it seem like this is the first time you've ever done it, but it takes work to make it seem like that, you know, and perfect practice makes perfect. Right. So that's where we are. Perfect practice. Makes perfect. Makes perfect. Because if you practice it wrong, it's going to be wrong. It's going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. It's going to be wrong like that. But uh, that's a that's a good thing right there. So how many... Total again, how many uh, cast members are there? Nine. Nine cast members. How many behind-the-scenes people? 
Well, it's going to be, oh, a lot of people behind the scenes. You I can't think, put a number on it? Maybe five. Five people changing out scenes and all that kind of stuff and lighting. Well, not that, but mm-hmm. uh, we have a stage uh, uh, person that I call the show, and she'll be up in the booth. We have a, a, a technician in the booth for sound, one for light. Then we'll have the stage person to call the show. There's three people. And behind the stage, directly behind the stage, we may have as many as three. Mm-hmm. But I know right now we have two. So is that, that sound engineer who's up there in the booth, they're in control of the sound and of the lighting and stuff, right? Or is that you got two separate people yeah. doing two that? Two separate people, a light tech and, that's and a important. sound that's tech. That's important. Right, it, 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 very important to have the right proper lighting going on and off, and while the lights go dark and people change out stuff and then back up again and things like so that. So it takes a lot of people to do a show. Yeah, people don't realize that, you know, but it takes takes a whole lot to do a production. Right, and this is a production. Right, somebody's phone is. Mhm. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get a Dooney up here and. Let's see. Let's get a Dooney up in here. Uh, get her on the show right quick. And uh, there you go. And uh, hold on, you guys. She's coming. You know, get her to sit down. And I can't. You pull your mask down so we can hear you. Everything's sanitized. And get close to that microphone right there. Hey, Bobby. Hey, how you doing, lady? I'm doing good. You doing good? Hey, yeah. Hey, Baba. Making it do what it do. You know what? Well, you know I got thirty years in theater. Yeah, I know. You've been doing it for a while. (laughs) This ain't no your first rodeo. No, and uh, Theater North is an icon in Tulsa. It is a historical black theater, Mm -hmm. and it needs to be supported. And we're we're getting ready to really do a whole bunch of things to bring awareness to uh, Tulsa about the treasure that they have buried or that that they don't realize that they have here in Tulsa with Theater North. So I'm uh, I'm on board to support and uh, encouraging everybody to come out. This is going to be a great play. August Wilson is an icon in black writing mm-hmm. and playwriting, and he writes about our life. You know, we always say we tell our stories our way. Well, right. August Wilson tells our stories that way too. Mm-hmm. He tells the stories, right? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Well, good. That's good. August Wilson. August Wilson. That's all I'm hearing. August Wilson. Heard about him a long time ago, and uh, he's a great playwright, you know. And uh, what's some of your favorite plays that he's actually done? Anybody can expound on that. That well, you really, we really like. One Radio Golf. We did Radio Golf. Fences. Uh. Fences. fences. We did yeah. fences as well. We collaborated with uh, Tyron Wilkerson when he was alive. Uh, he was the director, but we collaborated with the American Theater Company, and we did fences many, mm-hmm. many years ago. Mm-hmm. And we did uh, Joe Turner's Come and Gone, and then we did King Hadley, and then we won the Tate Award for 2018 with seven guitars. Mm-hmm. And uh, Willie brought uh, a company from uh, Dallas 
to do two trains running one year. So this you. is the seventh play that Theater North has presented of August Wilson. Play. Radio Golf has been my favorite. Which one? Radio Golf. Oh, okay. Okay. That's one of the favorites right there. <laughs> yeah. King Headley has been my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, so far, Seven Guitars was mine. Yeah. I think I saw Seven Guitars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of all those. of them, all of the plays uh, were uh, very challenging. And um, King Hadley, uh was a challenging play, don't you think, Willie? Don't of you course, think because King Hedley deals with a totally different thing, especially when you're dealing with the Bible Belt and the language in King Hedley. Forget God, not you know, saying God. Mm-hmm. He constantly puts it down, and it makes you, as a Christian, stop and think: Did God create man, or did man create God? And that's why I think a lot of people look down on King Hedley, but need to really step back and see what is the man trying to tell you as a mm-hmm. black person? You know, that's the subject matter mm-hmm. in King Hedley is really, really heavy. That's the subject matter. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Um, moving on along, as we approach uh, the days of this play, what do, what are you feeling? What are you feeling in your guts? You know, are you getting excited? Are you getting wearied or stressed? Or what's what's going on? Are, you, are there some concerns? Or, you know, what? As a director uh, for this particular piece, I'm getting excited to see what my actors are going to do. What they are going to... My directing style is to allow the actor to act, to be that individual person to become a part of the whole ensemble, because this is an ensemble mm-hmm. where we all have to work together. Gotcha. And like I challenge them to be the, let Willie Minor be the weakest link in this play. And I'm, I'm excited to see how strong <laughs> this chain is going to be, how yeah. strong they're yeah. going to step up. Let me ask you guys a question. You're doing a play, people out there doing their parts. Have it ever been, I'm pretty sure out of all of these plays you guys have done, somebody that forgot their lines. There's always that thing. Somebody that forgot what they're supposed to say. There's always, always that thing. So how do you recover from that? The show must go on. show must go on. Always. Do you black out and just uh, something, or do you just... If you have a really good ensemble, then it can be, you know, because the other person knows the lines, they can right. kind of help the actor that forgot remember the next line so it's a smooth transition if you have a really good ensemble and they're in tune with each other mm-hmm. that's great that they can kind of back up somebody and really improvise intro- can they you know improvise on you know on some things right. or, uh what most actors do. Yeah. Improvise. Right? <laughs> Most actors do. A lot, I mean, a lot of famous lines are improvised. Improvised, lines. yeah. I mean, it's really interesting to see when you look at an actor and you see that deer in the headlights look, mm-hmm. and you know, oh, God, he's forgotten what he's supposed to say. Yeah. But, you Uh-oh. know, you just simply tell each individual actor to put those lines in as if they were yours. Mm-hmm. I know you're thinking we should get up and go home, right? Mm-hmm. But let's go home. And you just, nobody knew that you made a mistake, but the other people in the cast. 
Mm-hmm. You just have to it's stay kinda, in tune. It's kind of like a musician playing, and he plays some bad notes. Nobody will never know mm-hmm. in the audience, you know, unless they are just some musicians or something. And you know how you yeah. how you, you know how you yeah. you know how you jazz musicians when yeah. you make when you make a mistake, make you a just mistake, laugh, it like, laugh it off. Laugh it off. Another musician look at you like oh yeah, man. But picks up, but picks right. up and goes right on with the beat. Right, right. The beat right. goes on. The beat goes on. Right. Yeah going to go on at the Performing Arts Center uh, in February of right. this month. You know, things are going to happen. So we want you guys to go out, participate. You know, like I said earlier, we're always talking about we don't have no place to go and nothing to do here in Tulsa. And when we do have something, you know, going on, we need to go and support it. You right. know, you guys, right. you guys take your ladies out, you know. But like Maybell said, this is not for young people, right? For mature audiences only. When you say mature audiences, what are you saying? For what well, age bracket? Well, I would say uh, 18 up. 18 up. Now, they can come at 16, but we don't want any children to uh, come because there going to be some language that you don't want your children to hear. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's going to be some cussing going on. Right. 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 Some vibes and stuff like that. We talked about that earlier. So it's for open-minded people. Open-minded, creative people. Right. Right. I mean, you know, you can be open-minded at 12. True. You know, it just depends on you and (laughs) your your family, how you raise your kids. That's true. You know. That's true. That's true. I just, I think personally as as an artist, hey, my art is ready for anybody to come and see that'll open your mind Mm -hmm. to something better because that's what theater should do, should entertain you. At the same point in time, it should educate you also. And mm. what above all, it should make you think. Great. And that's what Jitney does. Great, great, great. That's great, great. Well, as we get close to the close of this show right here, uh, Maybell, contact information where people can send funds to? Theater North, P.O. Box 6255, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74148. That's 148. Willie Minor. Yes. How can somebody get in touch with you? You know. Willie Minor, Willie H Minor Jr. at gmail dot com. That's you right there. Willie huh? H Minor Jr. at gmail dot com. You know, I think we. Uh, well, we've had a great time here today. This show is recorded. You can go back and watch this show uh, on KBOB eighty nine point nine. Uh, Facebook Live. Just go back later on today and share it for those people who didn't get a chance to see, show, you know, see it. And uh, go to our website, kbob899.com, and make comments and things of that nature. We're on, oh man, YouTube channels. We're on iTunes podcasts and iHeart Radio. We're just everywhere. So if you don't say you can't find it and can't miss it, because we're everywhere. We're connected there. And uh, we want you to do that, okay? No, no listener has any questions they'd like to ask? I haven't seen anybody call in. What? You know, so I, nobody called in, and I haven't seen it. The number, well, you know, let's see. Let me see something right quick. Nobody, you want to give away a ticket to the next person who calls? I will. Yeah, well, you can do that to the first caller. To the tenth caller. <laughs> there you go. Tell there them you go. the first caller. The first caller. You gonna give out a ticket? I'll give two tickets to the first caller. The first caller, if you call 
646-716-5525 and press the one. The first caller who calls 646-716-5525 and press the one button, you'll get two tickets to uh, the play August Wilson's Jitney. So we're waiting on that, you know. Seeing if somebody gonna call in. What's that number again? That number is six four six seven one six five five two five. And don't forget to press the one button. And when you do that, we're gonna you know, you're gonna get two tickets. You know, two tickets. Two free tickets. And so I'm waiting to see if somebody dials that number. Meanwhile, once again I wanna thank you guys for coming on out. Somebody may not want them, them tickets. I'm going to dial a number myself. <laughs> I think somebody's already dialed. We, yeah, we well, they got to the, press the one button. Once they press that one button, you know, and they're on there, that I can see. Hold on. Let me see right here. Looks like we got somebody right now. Let's see what we got. Area code 405. Uh, what is that? Six nine four. You on the Bobby Eaton show? Did I win? Yes, you won. You're the winner right here. Congratulations! And, uh, you got two tickets. Uh, what's your name? Cecilia. I can't hardly hear you. Cecilia. Hello. Hello. Cecilia. Yes. Well, speak up so we speak can up hear so you. so we can hear you because we can't hardly hear you. Are you on a speakerphone or something? Get her number so I can Yeah. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Let, uh, I got a number right here. So your name is Cecilia. We don't want everybody to have your yes. phone number. You know, so I right. got a number here. And Pardon? Go Hello, ahead. Cecilia? Go ahead. Yes. You won two tickets to uh, the play, August Wilson's Jitney. I've got your number right here, and you'll be getting a call, and uh, those tickets will be there for you at the Performing Arts Center. And, uh, hey, thanks for calling in, okay? Awesome. Have a blessed day. God is good. Yes. Where are you calling from? Oklahoma City. I can't hardly hear you. Yes. Where are you calling from? Oklahoma City. Okay, you're calling from Oklahoma okay. City. Somebody I get with you, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so we got a caller from out of Oklahoma City, and uh, she's going to probably have to make a weekend out of it. And, uh, man, I thought I had her number. I guess I, she jumped off real fast. Don't you have, don't have it? Don't have that number. If you, she just She just hung up. You know, Cecilia, you need to call back so we can Cecilia, get your number. Yeah, if you're listening, you need to call back. So who else is out there listening? Yeah, somebody else out there listening. Six four six seven one six five five two five. Call right now. And call right now. Get your ticket. And we're gonna still right. get a ticket from you. Wow. Call right now. More than happy to. Dial the number if you're out there listening. Six four six five five two five. And press that one button. And we're going to give you two tickets. Play August Wilson's Jitney at the Performing Arts Center. I'm waiting and looking right now. I ain't going to make that mistake. Okay. Waiting on you. 646-716-5525. Here we go. Let me see. 
Cecilia? Yes. Oh, that you again? Yes. Okay, I want to make sure because uh, you jumped off real quick. Okay, you at the four hundred five number, right? To... Okay, we got yes, we. I, I got you. I got your number right quick. You don't need to say it on the air for everybody can call you. You know what I mean? But okay. uh, I do. I do have it right here written down, and uh, you'll get those tickets. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Glad you called back in. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, we got a winner. You know what I mean? And um good. Well, like I said earlier, thank you guys for taking time out of your busy schedules thank and you. stuff like that going on. And uh, you know, the play's gonna be a success, you know. And before you leave though, I wanna let everybody in this room know that we do take donations over here. We got a donation bucket right over there for the Juice Radio Show our youth program, and if you would like to maybe donate some, a couple of dollars, a couple of, you know, a dollar two or something like that, because we take them kids everywhere. We take them to Atlanta. We take them. We're, we're, great. we're taking them to New York for journalism. Mm-hmm. It. Yes, ma'am. Bobby, I'll see to it that you get a donation. Okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. You know, but the bucket's still over there. Ah! <laughs> bucket's over there for anybody who wants to donate, you know, anything to our radio station. Because we want to keep the station up and moving, and we do serve the community. So just want to let you know. I ain't no offense if you don't, but, you know, if you want to make a donation, stop by 1533 North Norfolk uh, here on the corner of Norfolk and Pine Place. You know, stop by, or you can cash app us at Eaton Media Services. You know, that you know that dollar sign right there in the front? Eaton Media Services. You can cash app us. Because, you know, I don't need that money to put in my pocket. I'm trying to help the community. Right. That's what I use it for is community and youth, our youth programs, okay? Hey, Willie Miner. Yes. Thanks, man, for taking time out your busy schedule and, man, coming in here and just telling us what's going on. Hey, if it wasn't for Maybell, wouldn't nothing yeah, be going Maybell. on. Yeah, <laughs> Maybell. Hey, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, folk, for com- you. coming up in here and making it happen, okay? Thank you. All right, you guys. Well, you've been on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way every Saturday from 12 to 2. That's what we do. You know what I mean? And so until the next time, have a good one. Hey, hey. Hey, Robert, take that bucket and pass that bucket around. <laughs> See if anybody want to contribute. Hey, Bobby. Huh? Yeah, these are high school kids. It's any school. Huh? Really like to find your baby. I'm about to lose control. You must be designed your baby. I just can't let you go. When I see you, every time we meet, in my knees I get.
Oh, 